0: Football, not football <laughs> fucking basketball <laughs> is back that's right we just got done watching wsu lay the wood to texas state and we are fucking jacked right
1: absolutely new look <laughs> this is podcast versus everyone episode 179 i'm craig powers with me as always is jeff Newser and yes. jeff yeah holy shit i mean right, there's one thing that stands out that didn't like obviously the size of the guards but, but just the the passing on this team particularly yeah. one guy uh, yeah Justin Powell holy Justin, cow. Justin
0: Justin motherfucking Powell man i think that's going to be his new nickname cuz that was insane that was absolutely insane
1: i there there's passes that have not been made no. at wsu in decades i don't no. know it was, no. it was insane like this, yeah. you, you saw him make plays that no one was going to make last year no even against texas state no no one was going to make these plays some of the you know the, the incredible dump off pass he had to rosario so many of the feeds to mo off screen off screen rolls um you know, the way he's able to kick it, even w- when he didn't get assists sometimes, like the way he was able to kick it, just to reverse the ball in the corner, cause rotation, Uh just a difference maker, Uh 12 assists, one turnover, Yeah, a bunch of minutes, 14 points, shot really efficiently, three of five from downtown, we knew he was a good three-point shooter, shot definitely looks good, he easily pulls up from like 30 feet, like there's no effort in his shot from like 30 yeah. feet, he missed, missed the one he did from there, but still, it's like when a guy shoots with that little, little amount of effort from that deep, it's just, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, what, what a fun, what, like. Yeah. That game was a bit of a grind for the first, you know, they were, they started fast, but then there was this, this lull in the middle of the first yeah. half and you're like, oh man, they're, they're all new. They're together. That's really when Powell came off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so when, when he was on the floor, you had to, you had to, uh, Plus, minus, what, you said he was 31? He was plus, plus 31.
0: 31, which is like, so he was plus 31 uh, when he was on the floor. The, the Cougs were minus nine in the four, four, four minutes. He was not on the floor. So his plus, minus was four. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, some people calculate it that way. They, you know, add together the um, the inverse of the off, right, to to calculate yeah. it, so yeah yeah and by the way just to reset people we we will get to football promise but we were
1: like we we're just like well, was that was really the, fun on on the back of the football game and then to, yeah to, to have basketball season start obviously if you listen to this podcast you know we're massive basketball fans that's our number one thing yes. that's what we love talking about that's what we'll spend fucking hours analyzing like player by player um just so just to, we have so much new it's such a, such a new team like, yep all, like you're talking like most of the and – plus, Andre Yakomovsky was out, and he's out for two weeks. He probably won't yep. – hopefully will be back by the Oregon game. But that's – that. so you're doing all this without probably your best shooter and one of your best uh, uh, low-post defenders, one of your best rebounders, it, not even in there. And yep. – you, you you have DJ Rodman going off finally, finally hitting some shots that, you know after he struggled so hard last year. to see, when he hit that first one, it felt good. And then he kind of hit them with a creasy difficulty as the game went on. Um, and he's really seeming to embrace that, uh, the attack to close out. I saw him make a play for Moe um, attacking a close out. Uh, so, it, I, you know, th- he's definitely grown a bit, but he's still like that hustle dude. Definitely made made plays happen. Yeah, like getting on the floor and and everything. So yeah, the, I mean, there was just a you know they started out. It, Texas State had the lead halfway through the se- first half, and and then they kind of they put the stars back in. They put Powell back in a lot of starters, and then they kind of took over. You know, they 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 flipped it from I think trailing by three to by seven at the half, and then yeah. the yeah. second half was just a a walkover you know, yeah. was... and
0: it's, it's hard to overstate how important DJ Rodman was in that first half. Like the so offense no was, was just, kind, yeah, the, no one was hitting shots. The offense had just gotten, you know, really, really stagnant, Um, which was like, like you said, it was kind of one of those things where he's kind of went, oh, oh shit. You know? Cause I mean, these early season games can be like that. And the refs, <sighs> you know i mean they were just you know doing what they do just early in the, in the year, year which is everybody. blow a thousand fucking whistles and it's like there were i want to say <clears throat> 12 fouls in the first 8 minutes uh a number of those away from the ball <laughs> it was just like i think i think there were about three charges and i think there were about three of those that were away from the ball and it was just like um And so the game just really, just really had no flow. Um, and that was also when. Kyle Smith started, you know, experimenting with lineups just a little bit. I mean, there was a tiny bit of foul trouble. It wasn't a lot, but it was just, you know, it was like it was time for the reserves to come in. And, you know, so some guys came in. Uh, Dylan Darling, you know, got his got his first action. And the, the,
1: com- the combination of the lineups, too. You had a lot yes. of young guys yes. in at the same Yep. You know, you, you had a lineup where, where Kamani and Darling and, and Carlos. Yep. And then like, yep. and then it was like DJ and Gabe and, and or something. Like yep. that, that was like so there the
0: was some weird there. stuff. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, the through line with all of it was, you know, as you mentioned, it was Powell on or Powell off. Like, that's kind of what it ended up being. And, um, you know, and, and Kyle Smith did something, you know, kind of interesting in this game, uh, for people who didn't watch it. Uh, he rolled with the starters a lot. Um, yeah. as he, not, not just like the starters playing a lot of minutes, but playing together for a lot of minutes. Um, and I was looking through the WSU game book. Um and just checking out. And they've actually got lineup combinations in there, so I was kind of checking that nice. out. That's cool. Yeah. I've like, I've never noticed this before. I don't know if they're always in there or not. But um, so I kind of went through and kind of found the starting lineups, the the times that they played together. Cause it it was just sort of chronological who was playing with whom at any given time. And as near as I could tell, I think if I if I found them all correctly and I got it all right. The starters, starting five played together for somewhere between 17 and 18 minutes. And cause I wasn't going to add up all those seconds. Sorry guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were plus 29 together in those 17 to 18 minutes, which is, you know, Craig, uh, 20 plus 29 in less than a half a basketball is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty dominant, so, yeah. um, so yeah, so I think that was part of why Kyle Smith sort of rode them is they were just really good together. Um, right out of the gate, ball was moving, uh, hitting shots. It, it was good. And then I think the other thing was, you know, I, I, I think everybody knows it's, you know, I won't say it's tournament or bust. Like that's not, that's probably not quite a totally fair comparison, but everybody President, knows what the target yeah. is. Everybody yeah. knows what the goal is. And you can't be losing to Texas State. You can't dick around and lose to Texas State like we did last year to Eastern and whatever. Like you just can't, you can't fuck around. And, um, and they didn't. So, That was, uh, I think, that was kind of part of it too. So yeah, really a lot of really interesting stuff tonight.
1: Well, and yeah, and I, I, you know, it's one game, but on the whole, if you're looking at the two guards, like I'm, and there could be the defense, but this is an upgrade, especially early in the season, over Flowers and and uh, and uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Terrell Roberts.
1: Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Flowers and Roberts. Uh, just the the size. The size was so fucking. Memorable. Yes. Like when you had yes. Jabe and Justin and Kamani in with the ball in their hands. Like you kept. The, I kept. I just automatically, instinctively thought, like, what, why is the, why is a forward bringing the ball? Like, what? And it, it's just like, yeah, because our guards are massive now. Yeah. And I'm, that, that that enabled them. when they played when they played the zone when they got in foul trouble. It wasn't bad. Because you have tall no, arms, no. So, the zone was so, okay. So Texas State couldn't just pull up and shoot over it. Yeah, and, and it, that, was, that was that was crazy. Yeah, the passing lanes were tighter because he had longer arms covering those lanes. Like it, it was yeah. Like obviously, you know, like Roberts was a, a very good defender, but he was a good on-ball defender. You put him in a zone, like he was basically worthless. You put even him and Mike in a zone, like they're just basically yes. six foot and five ten, like in a zone. No, no, no. But now you got these big – this is all we wanted last year. And it was so nice to see because Texas had small guards. And yep. they were able to, especially offensively, exploit that. Um, J- Justin Powell had no problem passing over. Uh, nope. into And, and, and honestly, <laughs> there's not going to be a lot of guards that are bigger than him, taller at least. No. And so he's going to be able to do that all season. He's going to be able to find Mo on those slip screens like that he – you know, three or four times, I think Mo got dunks off of that. Um, yeah. and just he sees, uh, I, there was a few great passes. One of the best ones was, um, early in the second half is when DJ, they, they, they pry the ball loose. DJ dove on the ground around midcourt, toss it to TJ. TJ passes it up to Justin Powell. Powell takes one dribble kind of in towards the baseline. You look at the replay, I don't even know when he was looking at Mo. Yeah, a, no look. Rifles a past Mo in the key. Yep, easy finish. Like yep. what? Like it? It's while like Mo is going to feast with Justin. Bell. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna have so many dunks. He's gonna have so many dunks. <laughs> I mean, I think he had four or five today. Yeah, and then a bu- other layups. You know, layups well, yeah, easy layups. Or- well, like one have- another thing that was
0: – I was going to say another thing that was on that – in that game book was that we took 29 shots at the rim tonight and hit like, I think, uh 69% of them or something. Like, yep. Like, we were at the rim all night long, and a lot of that was it's passing. It wasn't rim be, pressure off the dribble. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't rim pressure off the dribble. TJ Bamba didn't have his best game. He had a couple of nice drives, but – didn't have his best game, um, you know. As you mentioned, struggled. the The zone defense was needed to contain the drive a little bit. That was some of that was Bamba having a tough time. But you know, we were able to get to the rim really of with with ball movement, which is, uh, you know, I mean, dribble drives are great. But man, when you get a sexy back cut like Jay Mullins had, right, yeah. where Mo fed him on a, he kind of had it on the mid post. Yeah. And Jay you know kind of deked one way and then dove to the basket, and you know Mo just drops it off and lay up for two. It's like well, and to have I mean a, that is and, just like
1: sexy and to be able to drop that off to a six six guard who can finish and try yes, it, yes, you know, which was
0: just, finishing at the rim last year, not so great, <laughs> so to do that right out of the gate this year is just like oh, it's like it's ah. Uh, it's so fun, Craig. It's it, that was I people people who didn't watch the game might be like, God, I can't believe you guys are getting so excited about beating up Texas State. Like, I mean, come on, you know. And I'm, I'm like, guys,
1: like, guys, 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 like it was awesome. But like seriously, Texas. So Ken had us as a 12 point win in 69 possessions. Yeah, in 65 possessions, they went by 22, and a lot of there was a few pullback buckets at the end when the the yeah, it was up to 29. Minutes. It was at yeah.
0: 29 with two minutes to go.
1: Yeah, like they put – then the two minutes, they put the backups in, the backups – you know, which well, – with the backups were like backup backups. Like we're talking like – like I mean, Andrame came in. He's clearly not quite ready. I think he's a little injured. Um, and then uh, Ben Olsen, you know, we're not going to see him that much this year. He came, he got two minutes in. Um, you know, but they had Carlos – I'll say we have to talk about Carlos Rosario a little bit. Yeah, we this, do. This could end up yeah. a great, great story. Because like he is yeah. just he's been around for so long and he had, you know, a mysterious medical issue his first year that just basically he couldn't do anything. He couldn't gain yeah. weight, he couldn't really practice that much. And so that kept him. And he out did for play so a little. He did play yeah. a little, but, but like But do you remember he, Very little. The jerseys like hanging off of it. Yes. Like, yes. like, he, he just, he, and he looks so tiny, but he looked every bit of his six, seven today. And he, he, and he really looks like he's added some muscle. And he looked like a college basketball player really for the first time since he's been here. And he made some yes. really nice defensive players with yeah. his size, with his yeah. athleticism that block He blocked he had, a three. He blocked, he blocked a three. He blocked a three where he was nowhere fucking near <laughs> it. And, no. and then that he had a steal where he just. Like, used his long fucking arms and like, just yep. ripped it away. Like, and Had a really he, nice
0: and one finish on yeah, a Yeah, he on a finished feed around the rim a couple of times. Yeah. You know,
1: he, he had, he would add a dunk, but they called a foul on the pass. Um, yep. so he was getting set up for a dunk from, uh, Kamani, I think. And, um, and then, yeah, Kamani definitely there's something there. Uh, yeah. He, he definitely commands the ball when he's in the game. Yeah, uh, he a, he's he, he ain't three. scared of nothing, man. He had he had kind of a dunk, like uh, drove the lane, went up strong with it. Um, Devil I think he could have had a few more assists. He just didn't get the finishes that maybe Powell was getting. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think he's he looks like a, a dude that maybe yeah, not does. maybe halfway through the season is going to look a lot different. Yes, for him. yep, I agree he, with that. Once once he, the speed of the game and and just. And, and just when he knows the offense, he knows his teammates better. He's, he's a, he's, he looks like he's another great passer, another great point guard, another guy that can run the offense. And he's yep. 6'6. He's every bit of yes. 6'6, too. He is massive. Yep. Like and his body, crap. his frame is so yeah. big.
0: His arms are huge. Wingspan is like, okay, if we're playing, you know, the Jay Billis at a NBA draft wingspan drinking game, like he is. Yeah. The wingspan there is unreal. Um, his hands are huge. He's just like as a physical specimen. He's, he is something, he is something we have not seen in Pullman, to be honest. And I can kind of see, you know, Bryce, Bryce Hendricks, our, our awesome basketball dude. Um, Who published for his thousand
1: words yeah. that Jeff added. <laughs> oh, edited my God, today. yes.
0: You should read them all, by the way. Um, you know, every once in a while, he just sort of casually drops in that, you know, Hoonsu might be, um like one and done and i'm like really you know but like when you when you look at him physically you're just like yeah i mean i don't know what he would have to do production wise um to you know to have that sort of taken seriously but yeah. yeah but like but just physically that dude is he's a different kind of athlete than we've had i mean we've had you know fa and some springy bigs or whatever, but but this guy's like I mean he is yeah he's he's all that, so yeah, and I think you're right, i think that I think the curve for him is exactly what you said, which is you know, as he first of all his his assertiveness is I think gonna be an asset, yeah, and then I think that's gonna allow him to develop um in a way that you know maybe a lot of guys don't um you know particularly as as the season goes along, so yeah. Yeah, he's, he's exciting, man. He's exciting. Yeah, Dylan Darling like, looked okay in three minutes. Yeah, he didn't really, I guess. he didn't really do a lot. He didn't really do much, but you know, really that barely was nice. He was one ball, of the first guys and... off the bench, which was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. He was, Kamani was first and then Dylan was second, I think. And then that was all he played. Um, yeah. Apparently but, he's he was, with he was off, Yeah. He was a little too, a little dinged up, but, um, I definitely, that was cool you know, see. I, the defense maybe wasn't, uh, exactly what what you would hope I, I i suppose like it there was you know Mo's kind of kind of the guy down there can't quite play the same way he did last year where he was you know you know going for steals and blocks and stuff but you know he 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 definitely was more assertive on rebounding you could tell especially defensive rebounding yep um yep. he was definitely he was going for the ball He he wanted the ball so yeah, yeah. I, and he had a heck of a rebounding game and um, yep. You know, he, he, uh, he didn't really take many jumpers. I think he took a couple of fade, uh, turnarounds. Didn't really shoot many jumpers, uh, or anything like that. Uh, he really didn't need to. Um, which is gonna be good for his production. The fact that he does not have to generate things on his own as much. You know, we saw with FA at times, he would, but he would just be missing for a game because really the guards were not generating anything for him. But, it seems like with the personnel with Justin and, and Kamani and the way Jabe moves the ball, you know, he's not really a playmaker as much, but he, he's a good at, uh, he's a good ball movement guy. Um, and even the way DJ is, is looking and, and we know that Andre is a good passer. Like he was the best yep. passer on the team last year for yep. the last two years. And so, he, so when he comes back, you're just going to have all yeah. these passers. And, and so yep. Mo, Mo even if he hasn't quite, you know, even if that one-on-one game is not quite there yet, although he did have some nice post moves and stuff, um, maybe maybe he won't. It won't be as needed in last year when they would just dump the ball into FA and hope that he could create something, which happened right. way more than it should have happened. Um, so yeah, that was it, it. Was he had a like. Like he had a pretty quiet, he led the team in scoring 18. It was fairly quiet 18 points. Yeah. He was just kind of catching the ball and pu- putting it in, yeah. you know, like it was just he was kind of an to, easy. Yeah. 18. Yep. Same for Jabe. Uh, Jay Mullins, very quiet 13 points, you know, <laughs> yeah. very efficient, took five shots yep. from the field and, uh, yeah, made I, six free it's throws. it's
0: really easy to overlook what Jabe Mullins did tonight. Um, and I like, so I wrote my little, you know, my little like post game analysis and I kept trying to think of, a, you know, I wanted to <clears throat> really kind of limit it to kind of, you know, three key observations, you know, I don't want to write forever. And so I'm like trying to figure out what I'm going to write. And then the whole time I'm thinking, God, I really want to work Jabe in here. Cause he had such a good game. I mean, he played the second most minutes, you know, he had 13 points on five shots, which, you know, Craig, that's pretty fucking efficient. Yeah. Um, and he just was like, he just was, he was steady, you know, he did he didn't have a ton of assists like, uh, you know, like Powell did. And, but he also only had one turnover for as much as the ball was, was in his hands. He just was very steady and it was really easy to see what the coaching staff sees in him, um, where, you know, he just is, he just makes the right play. He makes the right decision. He keeps the ball moving. Um, It's kind of the stuff we talk about with Andre. You mentioned Andre being such a good passer. It's like Andre doesn't always rack up assists, but what he does do is when the ball hits his hands, it doesn't, it doesn't stick there, right? Like it, it keeps moving. He finds the next spot where it's supposed to go. It felt like Jabe was doing a lot of that as well. Um So yeah, I mean, for a guy who only used 14% of possessions, you know, tonight he had, he had a really, really nice game. And it was, like I said, it was easy to see um why the coaching staff, you know, likes him. And, you know, kind of back to your point about how there were times last year where it was kind of, you know, dumping into F.A. And, and hope for the best. I mean, I can't think of very many possessions tonight where things got gummed up to the point where it was just sort of like, OK, well, you know, whoever's got the ball in their hands, try and try and do something. Um, You know, and that happened pretty frequently last year um you know a lot and that i i mean i don't know how many possessions there were like that tonight but it couldn't have been more than half a dozen i mean it was yeah. you know there probably were some in the first half when when the lineups you know got kind of mucked up with um you know the combos with the with the subs and everything else but um, but in general, man, it was like they were, they were getting good look after good look after good look. I mean, look, they finished at 1.28 points per possession. <laughs> like, like that's, that's really, really, really good. So yeah, it's, uh, man, just it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. It was pretty, you know, pleasing basketball. And I think that's something that a lot of our fans have, have sort of struggled with under Kyle Smith at times have been, you know, feeling like, Oh, they just chuck threes or. That gets kind of stagnant sometimes, man. Tonight was tonight was beautiful. And it was a lot of fun.
1: And now that, that sets them up, you know, they they had a really good first game that sets them up Saturday. Uh a game that's gonna be at least a quad two game by the end of the year, but yep. you know, depending on what Boise State does, could become a quad one game yep. if they are able to get into the top seventy five of you know they're eighty six on Kempom right now. Can kind of say, yeah, maybe they'd probably be around that in in the net. Um, so they have a very, you know, a very strong possibility they could move into the top seventy-five of net. So this could end up being a massive game for the resume, and it is the second game, and it sucks that Andre's not playing. Yeah, I know, but yeah. but also at the same time tonight you felt a little better, like hey there there are some guys but you always want the depth you know cuz you don't know if D, you know DJ's going to hit 53s again and all that stuff but they you know they played really well tonight they played like a top 40 team tonight yeah they and did and they they played like a tournament quality team tonight and if they play like that again against against Boise State they will be Boise State and yeah. and yeah, and so I wish I could tell you more about Boise State. They're one of the few teams in the country that didn't play today. Uh, they don't play until Wednesday. They play uh, South Dakota State, another one of our heartbreakers from last year. Um, but yeah, so they go down. They they're playing true true road road game against Boise State on Saturday. That'll it, I know it doesn't sound like a massive, but this could be a massive uh, game as the season goes. Oh on. yeah,
0: oh huge. It's an absolutely huge, 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 huge game, and and I think I think the team knows it too. So, yep, that'll be a big yeah. one.
1: And in your non-conference, you're getting likely two. You're, you're getting one guaranteed quad one, which is going to be Baylor. Yep. but the, this is the other, oppor- the other opportunity. Maybe now you're hopeful that the Pac-12 is a little better this year because so. There's more opportunities for Claude Ones and stuff, but um I think there will be. Um maybe USC notwithstanding. Um, but but yeah, so that it it's big. Uh so that what, what time is that one at? That that's at um uh that is actually currently uh Campom has that as his number one fan match game for Ooh. Saturday. Yeah, With the top thrill fifty eight point six. Let's, go. Um, Let's go. There aren't very many <laughs> games where two top one hundred teams are playing each other. It's um, pretty normal uh, for this time yeah, of year. Kind of normal for this. So this is actually you know kind of one of the premier games in college basketball um on Saturday Uh seven. That's right, seven p.m. So, well, and, um
0: and we're gonna roll right from Arizona State right into that one. So that game's at four o'clock. Uh no, the what cougar game, or the past the basketball games at four o'clock.
1: Oh yeah, seven p.m. Saturday. Sorry, I was like, yes. "What are you talking about, dude?" Yeah, so it'll probably p.m. Get- Eastern. It'll probably be getting going while the yeah about ending. So I will have to run over the Coug and watch. Yeah, you sprint uh, the Boise State or something. Don't hurt your um, Achilles. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I've I've done a little running. All right. All know. right. Good job. You can um, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, big uh you know, another a big fucking Saturday. Uh so yeah, we just talk, we mentioned the football team. I guess we could talk about the fucking football team. I could talk about the basketball team forever. Even though like an omnipot the only podcast that will talk about a win over uh Ken Palm number 189 for half an hour. Um but yeah, so I guess we can come down from the basketball to talk about football, <laughs> which, yeah, got, if we have to, got its first win in over a month and absolutely dominating fashion. Just a, a beautiful palate cleanser, therapeutic experience of a game that was just, God. um, that that was just beautiful from start to finish. Yes, it, it just uh, you know they they were up twenty one nothing immediately it was, and it, and it just coasted from there and and what what a nice you know after just the, the last three games have just been you know playing very good teams you know two of them on the road you know then you add in Oregon before the Cal game they've just been playing a lot of tough teams. Um Had a couple close losses to two of those very highly ranked teams. Um And you start to feel, you know, we were think of the mental state we were at when we recorded the podcast last week where it was just we were just like, we don't even know like if they can beat anybody. You know, like we don't even yeah. know if they can score enough points. Yeah. Any, we knew Stanford's defense wasn't that good, but we didn't know if like is our offense even good enough to yeah. take advantage of that
0: we were like can they score on any and look stanford's defense we talked about this like they were not terrible like they were they're not like some arizona like
1: they're like arizona no. bad
0: like they're not good but they're also like there it was reasonable to wonder if we'd be able to score like that was not uh that was not an unreasonable thing uh to consider and yeah it turned out we didn't have a lot of problems there i think a lot of it had to do with uh Getting Nakia Watson back, which was yeah. super, super, super wonderful. As he showed, like on the on the first fucking drive, like ripping yeah. off a sixty yard run. Like, oh yeah, there you are. You are back. Okay, that was great. So, yeah, yeah huge help yeah. there.
1: N- Nakia was. You kind of you. It was you really d- didn't fully appreciate it, but you know the way he hits the hole, the the power that he runs with. Is very different from the other backs that we have, yes. and, and so yep. uh he was just able to take advantage of. You know, the offensive line had a pretty good run blocking day, and he was able to take advantage of that because he did. He wouldn't delay. He smashed that hole on that sixty-five yard run, massive hole. That you know, his his what forty some yard yard touchdown run, yep. massive hole, and he just he burst through it, Um and that was just great to see. You know, and then it, it was, it, all in all, they had, uh, basically that, I mean, take out, uh, let's see, there was no sacks, so it was all just pure rushing yards, which, hey, there were no sacks in this game on 34 pass attempts. Like, yeah. How sick is that? <laughs> like,
0: uh, what, what we kept look, saying. We have shit. We have spent so much time shitting on this offensive line. Like, let's just be honest. For them to do that, they were really good.
1: And I know the competition, but you know what? Everyone deserves to play a fucking bad team once in a while. They have yes through the gauntlet four of the last yes. five games against yes. the four probably the four four of the five best teams in the and in the, possibly the four best teams in the conference. Yes, where, where where you at with Oregon State or Utah? But like four of the yeah. four of the best five teams in the conference, definitely the top three teams. You know, yep. and played them all. You know, all who all who have the, the top recruiting teams in the conference. You know, best or your, at least Utah traditional. You know, has like these amazing front sevens, and they're just getting wrecked. But man, we kept saying it though. Like it just it felt so good to play a bad team. Like it, like it's yes. WSU kind of in this weird place where they're not really good enough. They're not quite good enough to. Yeah, you know, I mean, they definitely hung with two of the best teams of the conference at yeah. home. But yeah, you know, I mean, they hung were, with was, they hung
0: with USC too. I mean, let's let's not forget that was. But, I mean, that was a one possession game into the second half. Like that was. It's yeah. not like they got so, run off the field. Well, they had to. They had so. to
1: lead it, or they had to lead almost like. Right up until halftime, USC tied it. But,
0: yeah, so I mean, um, I'm just saying, like, your three best teams, three teams that are in contention for, uh, well, maybe not Utah, but uh, you know, certainly Oregon and USC both in contention for uh, college football playoff, and you, you hung with all three of them, you know. But you're right, like they, they're kind of in this weird place where they're not really good, but also like now, clearly after you watch them against Stanford, like
1: they are cow, like yeah. They're definitely they're in this space where they're not at the top teams, but they're much much better. There's like a clear dividing line in the conferences yes. here. Like there's there's like a huge gap between you know WSU and probably UW and then the rest of the bottom. You know like yes. you know what when when now we'll see with Arizona State and Arizona. Obviously, Arizona State might be where the way they've been playing lately. Might be closer, a lot closer. Now, based on the whole season numbers, uh, you know, even Vegas has us as quite a big favorite, but, but, um, but Arizona State's definitely playing better. But we're we're not. We'll talk about that in a second. But anyway, so, but then the thing about this game, and then you think about the Cal game. It's absolutely obliterated those two teams. Total domination. And never, you know, and you know, obviously the Cal game was close until the fourth, but. It honestly never – we talked about that one. Yeah, it never felt felt like like, Cal was in the game. Yeah, they kind of were lucky to be. But this one, there was no luck involved for Stanford. They were fucking fumbling it away left and right. It had the feel of that Arizona State game last year. It was like they couldn't possibly do this again. And they're like, oh, they're doing it again. They're fumbling. And there was even even two fumbles that – one fumble that was reversed, and there was one fumble that probably should have been a fumble, and they just didn't call it. Uh, you know, they never blew yep. the whistle. They said, Oh, they yeah. just decided after the Oh, for progress was pro- pro- stopped.
0: Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You didn't blow the whistle. How could you think for
1: man, whatever. whatever? man. Um Whatever. It's fine. You kick their yeah. asses. What yeah, it's God. so funny you go from uh Cam Ward last week has like what eighty five percent completion percentage and it was like just kind of a very uh, there was like not much impressive about it. And then he's sixteen of thirty two. In this game, yeah. and they win, like, easily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was the, uh, it, it, it like, you know, it's it's amazing how much easier things are if you're running for 306 yards.
1: 306 like, yards. Yeah. First and time over
0: 300 since, what did we say? 06, right? And that, but, that but it was actually 06?
1: 316 before the kneel downs. The, right. The kneel yeah, downs. before
0: the kneel downs. Yep, yeah, they went three for minus 10. That was funny, too. Like, at the end, I was starting to panic a little bit. I was like, oh, shit, the kneel downs might take them down under 300 because I didn't certainly didn't want that because round and numbers are the,
1: very important. With the kneel downs and with that really stupid reverse pass they tried. Yes. Ended up in a massive loss. They went for loss. minus
0: 19. Went for minus with, 19.
1: With that minus 29, <laughs> they still averaged eight yards a carry. Yeah,
0: pretty good. Pretty damn good. So, Nakia Watson, you know, was over 10 yards a carry. Uh, Oh, oh. by the way, uh, who, do you know who led the team in yards per carry?
1: Yeah, dude, I'm looking at it right now.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, who is it then? Okay, go ahead, Craig, who is it?
1: John Mateer. Mateer.
0: How about that shit? Okay. We got some backups
1: in the game. That's how well this went. Yeah, John Mateer ran for 59 yards. And... Zvetsky Schledbacher ran for fifty yards. Like and they yes. didn't even play until the fourth quarter. Yep.
0: I know. And Mateer, like, okay, so an interesting thing about that, so I listened to I, I make it a point to listen to Jake Dickert's coaches show every week, um, which is not something that I've always done with uh with with the football coaches. Uh Leach was just sort of I mean, Leech Leach is the master of talking a whole lot and not really saying anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he'll just sort of like cough and wheeze and, you know, and then like not actually answer the question. Um, and then Rolovich just kind of likes the smell of his own farts when he answers. So it's like, it's whatever. Um, but Dickert actually will, like he'll occasionally actually say something pretty insightful. Um, and he's not afraid to actually, you know, sometimes reveal like legitimate things and, Um, not things that'll help the opponent, but things like as a fan, you're like, oh, that's really interesting. So he talked about Mateer and and they talked about how he's he's kind of a different dude than Cam. Like he's like he's listed at 6'1, 205, and they said that he's he's definitely not 205 anymore. (laughs) Like he's probably more like between two ten and two fifteen. Like he's a big dude. And you know, Dickert said, yeah, when whenever when he gets his chance, when when it's his turn to run this thing. We will have a package where he runs the ball like that will be that will be part of what we do. And I was like, huh, that's very transparent. I'm surprised that he said that. And then they went out and put it on film
1: by doing it
0: because, uh, I mean, some of it was scrambling. But, you know, some of it was him just keeping the well, ball. Two of, and
1: Yeah. Two of them were running, just a, So a keeper and, yep. you know, on a on a on, a, on an, op, an option play. So it was. Yep. His two biggest runs were from that. Yep. Yep. And so, then he threw Really kind of fun to watch. Absolute oh dime. First, first touchdown pass.
0: Yes. Oh my God. That was. To that the was, games that, leading. That
1: was a throw, man. To the games, our leading receiver, Orion Peters. Yeah. 50 yards.
0: <laughs> we tried. Craig, we dropped 52 points. We dropped 52 points on Stanford in a game when our starting quarterback threw for 176 yards
1: on fifties percent He was, he was like barely what? So what is he like? Not even six yards of pass.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like totally insane.
1: Obviously the, the we yeah, had more yards turnovers. per carry than yeah. more yards per carry than yards per pass. Yes.
0: Obviously the turnovers are a huge part of that. You know, Stanford could not hang on to the ball and, and right. then we were, you know, I mean, to our credit, we were massively efficient in converting those opportunities, that field position into points, Um, which is what you got to do. Right. And, but Stanford's, man, they are, they are something else, man. They just, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what the hell's gone wrong over there. Um You know, 24 seven tells me they're still pretty talented. I don't see it when I watch them play. Like, yeah. we. Like, yeah. I, like, I don't know about you, but there, I mean, there were so many years where it just felt like, okay, Stanford's got dudes who can just overwhelm us. Like, whoever they are, they're going to have some linemen who are bigger, stronger, faster. They're going to have some wide receivers who are bigger, stronger, faster. They're going to have some tight ends who are bigger, stronger, faster. And like, they'll probably have some like crazy good running back and, you know, they'll just, that's what they're going to do. Right. And they just don't have those guys anymore. Um, and it's really kind of wild to see that they just, you know, maybe it's, and maybe it's a matter a of, of development. Too. They did, but, but they so just, but I, even <laughs> when those guys aren't injured, like they, they don't have those guys anymore. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if it's a development thing. Um, I don't know if it's just, you know, identifying the right kind of talent. Is as important as identifying, like recruiting talent, right? So, like, it's uh, four stars are only good in so much as they actually fit, you know, what you're trying to do. Um, you know, so maybe there's something with that. I honestly don't know. Um, but all I know is like, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to me. If you had told me seven or eight years ago that, um, you know, that, that Stanford would, would look like this, uh, I, I, I'm certain, certain that I wouldn't believe you. Um, cause I'm like, man, Stanford is, it, it seems to be a school that recruits itself and they just, uh, they, I don't know, man. It is, it's, it's utterly bizarre. And and I think nothing exemplifies w- what has happened to them that then, uh, you know, us beating them, you know, was it now six times in a row? Right. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's I don't know. It's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. And, um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. It's always it takes a it takes a, a getting whipped by WSU till till like people will be like, oh, this coach needs to go because like it's even though we fucking beat him six times in a row, he hasn't yes. beat us in, since on a when he got fucking lucky to beat WSU in twenty fifteen yes. the yes. last time like. With his that top game 10 could have team. easily
0: gone, to missed field goal top at the buzzer?
1: Team. You know, or, yeah. Or Christian McCaffrey fumbled. Um, yes, all that. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's so he got lucky to beat WSU the last time he beat WSU, and in that span, you know, PJ pointed out there's been three like massive blowouts and then three sh- close wins. Yeah, three points. He just hasn't been able to to beat WSU in, in six. Tries, and and that that always gets under people's skin, right? Like if they lose to WSU, yes. any any team in the yes. conference, like losing to WSU, besides maybe Oregon State, like they, uh, but even they were mad. that took like eight years in a row losing to us. But, um, yeah, it's and and now now you know and you know, you kind of get the feeling is it's, you know, this is nearing the end for him there, and it's just. Yes. Because just the the salary he's paid and the results they've put out recently, is just it, it, I mean well, how it's no it's it's unacceptable. It truly yes. is like you cannot. And he be seems paid like almost, a guy. He yeah. seems
0: like a guy who's got a lot of pride too. Like that's I like I don't think he's a bad dude at all. I think he's actually a no. really good dude. Um, but he's also an incredibly smug dude. And so it's like I kind of I kind of enjoy. Watch, watching him squirm, you know they kept the camera kept showing him like looking up the scoreboard.
1: Like, are you <laughs> kidding? Just, you?
0: Yeah, he just kept what looking at the scoreboard, right? and then he'd look at the field, and they'd look at the scoreboard, and I'm like, oh, this is this is too delicious. Um, yeah, even Stanford is gonna reach uh, is gonna reach a point where they've they've had enough. So,
1: yeah, a- and I mean it, it's it's he's a hard guy to fire because he's he literally took them to like their greatest. as a program yeah Um, i think
0: ultimately what it will come down to with him is whether he whether he wants to keep doing it you know it's uh hasn't it hasn't seemed to hasn't it's it's not been working for a while for him and that's that's kind of a big thing yeah stanford hasn't um, been good for no and like one thing i looked at was again i know that the 24 7 is only 50 composite whatever Yeah. Like they're like the talent thing is telling me that they've got talent, but I'm also like, I I know what my eyes tell me. And then I also look at the draft and like they've, you know, they, they were consistently putting first and second rounders in the NFL up until about 2018. And then after that, it was like, eh, you know, last year, I think they only had one guy drafted last year. Um, you know, the year before that, I think they still had like four or five, but um, but it was mostly middle to low round draft picks. Um, right. You know, they're just they're just not they're just the high end talents, just not just not there. So, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. That's probably enough Stanford talk. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: you yeah, that you're was are going to Pullman again this weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, let's just talk about the defense. It was awesome to see the defense. Okay, yeah, defense. Destroyed. Let's talk like, about that. Defense. Yeah. Defense just ripped them apart. Like it was. Yes, they did. Uh, you know, there was two bad drives really out of the whole freaking game. Like, and and the, mm-hmm. and, and they, they – the turnover is like – they they try for that shit. Like, they miss yep. tackles sometimes because they are trying to rip that fucking ball out. And sometimes it just hits. And it hit, and yep. they scored a touchdown. You always – defensive touchdowns are amazing. So, really, if you're looking at their net points, it's like seven. And then, you know, and just – Stanford – a lot of their yardage came on like when WC had a big lead already, and they're kind of sitting back a little bit. So it, it you know they're just like tossing the ball around. Um, so it because they're for it took them I think three or four drives to even get a first down. Um, and so it I, I got to give the defense is now if they are seventeenth on SP Plus right now. Ooh, didn't know that. So, yeah, so, and I, I get that is that's higher even than the um, I'm pretty sure that's higher than uh, the 2017 defense. Yeah, is it right? might be. Yeah, so it's impressive. This defense really throughout this stretch, we've been focused so much on the offense, the defense has still been playing really well. Yes, yes, and, they have. It really the only bad game they had again was, was against Oregon, and so it's it, that, that kind of everybody's having bad games against Oregon these days. And that's, that's a really good fucking Exactly. Game. So, and that, that gives you hope of these last three games, that they really have a chance. Yes. If the offense can, you know, with Nakia back, now, obviously, Jared Kingston is now out for the season. That's, that's rough. That is a major bummer. Yeah. Um, I mean, this team is pretty snake-bitten this year, especially offensively yep. with injuries. Yep. Um, there, there's just been key injuries everywhere, but. But as you
0: mentioned, the offensive line's been pretty good. And Christian Hillborn was,
1: did seem to do
0: okay, sliding out to left tackle. So, that was good.
1: All right. So they, let's, uh, where are we at? Are we out of time?
2: We are at 47. We are
1: at 47 minutes. Let's just do a break and then we'll talk about Arizona State on the other side.
2: Sounds good. All right, we'll be back.
0: Back.
1: Well, I guess before we talk about the Arizona State Stun Devils and Family Weekend, uh, we can uh, talk about beer. Yeah. Jeff's Gluten Night. Every, every yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm having uh, the Oktoberfest Lager from the Moon Room Series by Ecliptic. Ooh. Which is, uh yeah, the 2022 Ecliptic Brewing Moonroom Series is our ode to all things lager beer. Our Oktoberfest lager is an ode to the annual fall festival in Germany. This beer is rich and toasty, yet balanced with a clean, crisp finish perfect for a liter or two. And I'll be honest, I kind of wish I had a liter because this is really, really good. Um you know, sometimes Oktoberfest beers can be for me, like you you kind of know my palate. And uh like I like I'm not like I don't know, man. Like sometimes they're like the, the sweetness, the sypiness, the caramelness, the c the carameliness. I don't know. it's a little too much for me sometimes. Um but this one is actually like delicious. Like it is a it's an outstanding lager. Um and like it says just kinda like got that just kinda toasty warmness uh that you like on a on a cold fall day and and so I'm like, yeah, this this was actually I wasn't sure if I was gonna have this, or I still have a fresh hot pilsner in the fridge. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go with this one. I was I was actually really glad I did. Yeah, it's kind of perfect for a for a nice chilly fall night.
1: So I went for rando beer out of the cellar. Uh rando old ass beer. Um, I try not to, I try not to, um, uh, to, you know, duplicate breweries too much, but really, I mean, we're at 179 episodes, like, it's going to happen. I don't know. (laughs) It is going to happen. I don't know if I've ever drank, um, uh, a Prairie Artisan Ales beer on the podcast. Uh, maybe I should have been tracking these, but I don't care that much. Um, but so what I'm drinking is a Prairie Vanilla Noir Imperial Stout aged in oak whiskey barrels with vanilla beans. I'm gonna to try to look at my spreadsheet to see what year this is from. Um, yes, yeah, so I have a spreadsheet. Um, let's see. Let's scroll down to the peas here. Uh, this is good. Rate. So, this is, uh, I mean, it's, it's vanilla. This, this fresh, I remember the vanilla was intense. Um, prairie, prairie, postdoc, prairie. Oh, I need to update this because I think I've drank a lot of these beers. Um, so this is probably vanilla noir 2019. Ooh. And it, and it says I have, two of them i think i maybe drank one of the other ones so i might have to delete this off of the spreadsheet now um so 2019 not quite as old as i thought it was but uh it is three years old um yeah the vanilla is definitely faded but it's still hanging on a bit there vanilla is one of those things where in vanilla when they put it in beers like it can be super intense right away and then it's one of those adjuncts that'll fade like pretty yes. quickly. Yeah. Um so but the base stout, the ba- noir, the base stout is a good like kind of big sweet stout. And then they age it in rye whiskey barrels which can kind of or oak, just oak whiskey barrels. Okay. Well, I don't know what kind of they don't specify. But it does kind of it, it dials back the sweetness a bit. Um but this is a a very well done uh barrel aged stout. You know, and and I'm I'm happy to you know, it's it comes in just a twelve ounce bottle. So that that, that also appealed to me for drinking by myself during the, the podcast. <laughs> um uh but yeah, it's 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 real tasty. Uh Prairie, uh you could so these Noir beers like like I think I trow I think I got these in like Texas or something. Like back in the day, um they didn't send any of their barrel they they you definitely could get like some of their um some of their offerings here, but back in the day, they would never really send the barrel-age stuff, but now, like, you could get bomb and stuff like that, but the barrel-age stuff I've seen on the shelves in Washington quite a bit now. So, um, I would, I would you know, as kind of like a, sometimes eat, like, if you go to a bottle shop or, you know, a place that has a big craft beer inventory and, and does a lot of kind of, uh, out-of-state beers and stuff, um, Prairie makes, you know, they're, they're like, they're like Oklahoma's version of Fremont in that they have a massive barrel program and they make a lot of barrel aged beer. Um actually I know I have done a prairie beer because I did um I did the one that uh when I did with some of my beer nerd friends where we got to Prairie has a program where they let you pick the uh the barrel and the adjuncts for a barrel aged beer and then they make it for you. Um nice. so I, I, I did just the tick, uh, I think on an earlier one so this is my second prairie beer but i always say like prairie makes very very uh very quality um barrel aged beers i be wary of their apple brandy stuff sometimes apple brandy just in general is is kind of can uh be dangerous in terms of like infection and stuff but i've had their apple brandy noir is delicious um but yeah so um yeah if, if you just want you know if you if you see their stuff and, and you're just looking for a barrel-aged beer to try, that's maybe a little more easy to consume because it comes in a smaller bottle. Like, um, highly recommend a lot of their stuff. It's very good, um, and this one, uh, no different. Uh, very good stuff, uh, Prairie. I think a lot of these beers. I went. I haven't updated my um, uh, inventory in a while, and I think during the pandemic, I've went through a lot of the Prairie beers because they were small. And I was just sitting around doing nothing. And I'd be like, oh, let's have yep. a 12 ounce. Let's have a 12 <laughs> ounce, 14% beer. Ah, you um, know. Um, it's fine. Uh, sure. but yeah, Prairie, check it out. Out of Oklahoma. Um, yeah, it's still distributed by Shelton Brothers. I wonder if they still distribute it for them, but, um, Shelton Brothers exist anymore? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so check it out. Beer. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, I, I did have this other beer that I was gonna do. It was a fresh hot beer, structures, and then I realized it was it was with their, a collab with Red House in Phoenix, and so I didn't want to do it because because um, of the proximity. Because <laughs> you are playing Arizona State. <laughs> yep. So I had to had to pull a. You know, I was you know I was I think I was a couple minutes late to the podcast. For once, I was the one that was late. Um, yeah and it's because i was i was trying to find a fucking beer and i went deep into the deep in the cellar for this guy um so yeah uh prairie no noir uh but yeah Ariz arizona state yeah coming on up to play in mm. 30 degree temps in pullman yes yes at first yeah like uh, now at first i was like oh man it's a it's a day game i mean it's kind of getting off the hook but no it's just gonna be cold all day (laughs) like it doesn't matter it's still gonna be cold (laughs) like yeah it's uh the high on saturday is 37 which will come in like maybe around the start of the game um which is not warm no that is not warm and it's uh, the fam's be, in attendance. It, say,
0: 30, 36 degrees. It's going to be 35,
1: 36 degrees by late in the game. So. yeah, yep. yep. Nice and warm. Uh, so, you know, it's always nice. I do like that they send the Arizonas up here in November quite often. I'm not sure yeah. why. But I don't do know it. how that works, but I'm glad it does. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they're, they're going to be practicing eighty degrees all week, and then they fly to Pullman and it's thirty degrees. Yes, there's no way to simulate. Maybe, maybe they're practicing in a freezer, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> or like a refrigerator, like yep. like a, like a walking cooler. <laughs> Gotta go practice in a walking cooler, guys. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Arizona State. Um, obviously they had a mid-season coaching change. Which may have happened on the field if you saw the video. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of looked like it might have. It kind of looked like it was like, yeah, we're going to fire you, dude. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, get your shit in order by tomorrow, okay? I mean... It's kind of what it looked
1: like. The Herm Edwards era started a little better than I thought it would, but it kind of ended up going exactly... About like we thought it would. You thought it would. yeah. Um... But yeah, so they, when Herm was still around, they were they were getting whipped whipped around. Um, but you know, recently they they, the offense in particular has had some better – They did lose to Stanford, like at Stanford. Yep. and they gave up a ton of points to Colorado, which is not good. Yep. Nope. They did not beat good at all. Washington. They beat Washington. Yep. Um, and they did. You know, they gave up 50 to UCLA, which honestly isn't that big of a crime. Like, UCLA has a pretty good offense. No, but UCLA's got a really, up, really, good offense. Yeah. They put up 36 themselves. Yep. Uh I, I do think it, it seems they are better since the coaching change. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think that's indisputable.
1: But how long does that last? I don't know. Um Overall, pretty solid offense. Um, better than our offense. Uh, the average of 28 a game, six yards of play. Um, they, you know, they, especially, you know, with, with her, me really liked running the ball. They're, they're kind of 50-50 running pass. Um, they Their quarterback is, I don't, who's playing now?
2: Who's <laughs> That's a playing? great question. So let's
1: look.
0: Uh yeah, was. I'm not sure which of these two guys is actually the quarterback right now.
1: So, uh against at uh, Trenton
0: Borguet, Borguet,
1: Borg, I don't fucking know. Borguet? Borg, yeah. Borguet. Holy
0: shit, he's lighting shit up.
1: Yeah. So, he has started the last two games and yes he has he played has. very well. Yeah. So, he yep. was not the starter to begin, but he seems to have taken the job over and yeah, he has put up almost 800 yards in his last two games. Uh, eight and a half yards in attempt overall in the season. Uh, eight yeah, touchdowns, three picks, 75% passing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck?
0: So he will turn the ball over, though.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's good. Let's let's have some of those. It
1: seems that maybe – well, I, they probably threw against UCLA a lot just because they, when they were down late and stuff. But. Yes. Um but yeah, that. so he's did, you know, five eleven, one eighty five, junior QB getting his first break here. Emory Jones started the year, was much less impressive. Um seven yards, seven point seven yards attempt, only threw for five touchdowns in seven games. Uh so yeah, I, I would say they're they're getting better quarterback play than they were at the start of the season, which yeah that that's annoying like come on
0: yep and we cashed in all of our luck and like we have what yeah i was gonna say at least we don't have Jaden daniels to worry about this time so yeah that's That's Alabama he's out out there at lsu beating Alabama so (laughs) (laughs) i was just thinking like somebody else
1: so last year, Jaden, P- Jaden Daniels got fucking destroyed by Wazoo, and this year he beat Alabama. Yep. Well, you know, college football. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I
0: don't know what to make, uh, I don't know what to make out of Arizona State. Like I, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, I, I obviously feel a lot better Val- this Valid- past weekend. You know. The
1: running back Valaday, the transfer from Wyoming is good. Um. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't want to say his first name. Zazavian, Zavian Holiday. Not even gonna try. Um we are not professionals here, okay. No we are Um but yeah, so he's good. Uh but you know, WC's done pretty well against the run game. Yep. Run against, against good running backs. He will yep. get the bulk of the carries. They have a couple of running backs. Um Emory Jones ran the ball, but this this Triton guy doesn't I don't even know how to say his last name. Um, yeah. He does not seem to run the ball. That's not his MO. Not really. Um, so, Emery Jones ran the ball a little bit more, uh, especially, you know, near the end zone and stuff. But he, but Trenton is going to be the, the guy it looks like. And he is more of a pocket passer. And so, you know, I, I, I I don't know if that's, that's good or bad. I, I, I know, like the, the 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 other passers give people nightmares. You know, the people like the quarterbacks that can run give people nightmares. But I think with the way our defense plays, it's probably better to play a quarterback who's a pocket passer. Yep. Um You know, we we kind of we kind of are aggressive by nature, and you know you have to kind of sell out a bit to make up for sometimes some of the talent deficiencies. But there should not be a talent deficiency in this game, to be honest. But yeah um arizona state's not recruiting out of this world or anything um but nope. but yeah so i in terms of their defense you know not not very good um worse than stanford's probably if you know that it yeah uh that this is these next two games you know is gonna be playing some easier defenses and hopefully they can eat um yep in terms of sacks they only have 11 sacks on the year that's good. That's a good thing. Um, yes, uh, they they do a decent amount of TFLs, but really thirty five. It's not not too bad. Um, you know, our, our running game doesn't get a lot of TFLs, especially with Nakia back there. Um, so uh, you know, if, if if the line can block, this is not like a not a defense that's going to generate a ton of pressure than normally. If the line could block, you know, maybe WSU can mix up their offense a little bit more, go beyond the screens like they did. They they mixed in a little bit more against Stanford because Cam was able to have a little bit more time. Um hopefully move move it down the field a little bit more. But really, you know, when it, it comes to the run game, if they can you know, it, it, if if they're able to with with Nakia, it seems like they're they're more willing to run the ball with yeah, I think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. I and felt seemed- for a
0: while that the run game was being a little underutilized, and yeah, like like that was that was really good. Now that we got him back, hopefully, he can- I mean, as far as we know, he came out healthy. So hopefully, that's uh, right. hopefully that's actually the case.
1: So when you take away sacks, Arizona State's giving up around five yards of carry. Yep, that's good. Um. So I, yeah, I could see. You know, and their, and their pass defense is better, I think, probably than their run defense. Uh, they've been pretty decent against the pass. Um, so I, I would love to see them run the ball again. You know, yep. run the ball early like they did with Nakia. Uh, maybe some design runs with Cameron, or maybe he's able to pull the read option. Um, his own read, whatever you call it, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it, I would, I would like to see them run the ball a little bit more. You know, th- this is not like when it was Mike Leach and we would just throw our hands up and say, look, guys, they're not going to run the ball. Okay. Like th- this offense is more inclined. This version of the air raid is more inclined to actually call a running play versus, um, just go off the, you know, the head count. Um, so, you know, I'd like to see a, a few more runs and it, you know, and if the, and if the boxes aren't there, Hopefully they're able to the offensive line is able to block and they're able to move the ball down the field and and you know if they if they if Arizona State is going to key on the run then that should open up the screen game it should open up things down the field so I I don't know like the more I look at Arizona State less I'm impressed with them uh, but that quarterback does scare me a little bit now that they're getting better offensive play because of that quarterback I think a lot is big and so they have a decent running back they have a decent quarterback. Uh, so, but like I said, our, our defense has played really well and if, if they can hold Arizona state down to 21 points, maybe again, we like feel this, there's possibilities in the world of scoring over 20 points. Now, again, you know, it's, it, 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 it's believable. And so
0: world has opened up to us.
1: So there, there is a, there is a chance, you know, other teams have held. You know, Stanford held Arizona stage 14 points. Now, that quarterback didn't play in this game. Uh, that game. Since he came in, they've they scored 42 on Colorado and 36 on UCLA. So, uh, different sort of guy. Um, so, so they, they've had some decent offensive games, but, and, and those have been recently, and so that's, that's what scares you. Uh, but you know, if they can, if the, the defense can hold them down, like they've done to many teams, um hopefully arizona state's defense is pretty bad and they can move the ball on them and that would be nice to see uh do you have any other thoughts on arizona state jeff before we get to a prediction here which we'll Uh, do before the end of the podcast (laughs) no i don't i don't have any other thoughts let's get to the predictions all right so do you want to do first half second half or just do the whole game let's do the whole game all right lazy Okay. <laughs> G- give me your final Man, score. And I want to talk about women's basketball. We
0: got to get on with this.
1: Yeah. Give me your final score.
0: Uh I think we win 35 to 24. 35-24. Neat. Sounds fun. Yeah.
2: Um. I think that we also win. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go. 28 21. So
1: I guess I don't mm. have us covering. Yeah. Um, I still, still not, still not fully convinced of the offense. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, 28 21. I do think they definitely could 35 or more on this defense, but we'll see. We'll see. 28 21 coots. Um, so both wins. Um, I do think it was funny. Someone sent us the, you're an idiot gif fairly because we both picked narrow wins over Stanford and then that was not what was happening. <laughs> what happened. Yeah.
0: No, I think, I think your response was, was acceptable that, that we'll allow it. That's, I think that's, I think, I think that's fair.
1: Yep. I like it. Um. alright. So football now there was. Men's team was not the only basketball team to play and impress today. Yeah. Uh, the women's team, Cammie uh, Etheridge's team, uh, welcomed Loyola Marymount into uh, Pullman and absolutely ripped them apart. Yes. <laughs> 93 to 41. It's
0: the only way to describe it. It was Just. so
1: bad. And everyone, every single player that played, which was 12 different players, scored. Um, Bella was having a fun time down low. Uh, Charlize had a pretty quiet 16 points, just kind of casually throughout the game, chipped away at them, and then suddenly she has 16 points, six assists, seven rebounds. You
0: know, that's just well, She didn't really does. have to. Like That was the thing. Like, know,
1: she didn't really need to do it. And Ch- and we relied on her
0: so much, and, like, she just wasn't
1: needed in that way. In well, you story. know what the beautiful thing is? Charlize only played 27 minutes. Yes. You know, Ula only played 22. Bella only played yep. 20. Nobody Yola played more played than 21. 27. That was yep. it. So, you yeah. You know, I... I it was dominant defensive performance. It's nice to see. They've kind of hung their hat on defense the last couple of years. Defense and then yep. helping Charlize and makes the play. Um, but they, uh, it was nice to see, you know, balanced scoring. Ula, five of six from three. <laughs> I do. It looked like her, her release is quicker this year. Like she's got more confidence in it. She's she's like, you know what? I'm going to pull threes. And she did. She shot yeah. six of them and made five of them. I
0: mean,. I mean, why not? She scored 15 points in 22 minutes. So, yeah, yeah. that's that pretty good. Points 15 points, seven, seven rebounds. Yeah, seven boards, an assist, uh, block. Like, she is, she is really kind of the glue that holds the team together, man. And when she's, when she's able to kind of do her thing, um, the, the team is so much better. And then Bella yeah, when, doing, you know, you mentioned Bella doing what she did, um, you know, she had, I don't know, man. She played with, uh, some really nice confidence in this one. You know, sometimes it, it feels like she can kind of shrink a little bit and fade, fade to the background a little bit. Um, not in this one, man. She was, she was assertive. Um, she scored 18 points in 20 minutes. Now she, she was by far the, the, the tallest and most athletic person on the floor. Um, on, you know, on both sides, but. Yeah, um, some of the things she did were exactly what you would want the tallest and most athletic person to do. Um, you know, I mean, she had—I mean, there was one where she had—you know—she caught the ball toward the free throw line, I think, and you know had a nice little running layup from there. Um, just kind of, you know, darted to the basket and and laid it in. She was she was impressive. She was impressive doing exactly what you know, I think we wanted to do, which is just be you know tall and athletic and. Um, she was she was definitely a difference maker in the game.
1: Yeah, and, and you know it was nice to you know uh, it looks like Tara uh, Tara Wallach's in the starting lineup now. I always love what she brought defensively. Yep. Um, still, you know she was four of twelve. That's she struggled with finishing last year. If she starts finishing better, and she is she's so big and strong, and 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 has such a versatile game, uh, you just. You know, it's going to click for her at some point. She's going to start finishing and she's just going to be like an elite player when that happens because she's so good defensively. She can guard so many different positions. Um, such a nice asset to have in there. They're kind of playing her in like a three, four, uh, position right now. And, but she, you know, she can offensively, she, she can play a lot of different positions too. Um, you know, just a sophomore and, and I, you know, I think she looks more comfortable this year. And, and so that was nice to see now. The freshman that impressed the most, that seems to be, that she, she's gonna be their guard off their first guard off the bench, was a, yeah. I, I apologize I'm gonna butcher her name, but Tahina Astira Tahina from Kosovo, a freshman from Kosovo. She, um, she just looks like a, like a really quality guard that can, yep. like a playmaking guard. Like, just yep. a real playmaking guard. And a big guard. Uh, she had six boards in this game. Eight assists, yep. seven, seven points. She's five, yeah. nine. You know, that it's, uh, she just, she's kind of a, like, she looks like such a classic Euro guard. She's got like the, the knee pads and, and stuff. You know, like yes. the, the knee braces and stuff. Right? Like she's kind of got like the, she's got like the slow moves down, like where she'll just yep. like get her body into people and crafty. Stuff. Like, she did, she's, crafty. She's, she's got that. She's got all the Euro tricks and it's, she, she was, she was fun to watch and. That's, uh, you know, they, they're gonna, they're missing a, a point guard with, you know, cause now, if you look at their starting lineup, you're, you don't really have a point guard in there. No. You know, Charlize, if, if someone said, Charlize, you had to play a point guard, she'd probably do just fine, but you don't want yep. Charlize playing point guard. Yeah. Um, you want, I mean, unless she's just like a scoring point guard, that's fine, which is kind of, you know, I'm sure they'll have her handle the ball a lot. And she did anyway before. It's be like it's not – this is not, like, a new thing. Um, but, yeah, it's – so, you know, but Tahina really is uh, – she's an instant impact freshman. That, very impressive. Like, I, I am excited for what she's going to bring, like, to the team. It, it's she – like this is something that was going to be desperately needed after the departure of crystal. And honestly, she probably can bring some elements that crystal even herself couldn't bring. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it's good. She's going to be really fun to watch and she's going to be just a program building player as well. Um, very impressive. You know, this is every year it's been impressive now, uh, Cammie's bringing in these instant impact freshmen, you know, obviously Charlize two years ago, but, you know, three years ago. Uh, uh but, you know, uh, with Tara last year, and Natahina. Um, but, and then you had, uh, Gardner came in, uh, another freshman. She looked like she can really shoot. And she's another kind of tall guard. Um, and she, she had a real nice, uh, some corner three. Her stroke looked really good. Um, so she can maybe provide some, you know, some scoring punch off the bench, uh, you know, stuff, Grace Sarver and Eminem Curvis were filling in their roles, um, as well. Uh, but yeah, so it was overall, you know, it was a fun game to watch, you know, adding these freshman pieces. It looks like they have some legitimate freshman pieces to add to their, their core five that they returned from last year. Um, so it, it'll be, it'll be interesting and, and, you know, you can't argue with, uh, I don't even know where LMU is on the spectrum of women's college basketball, but a 52 point win against anybody is impressive. Honestly,
0: they were pretty bad last year. Like I went and looked, they were like I don't know, 11 and 18 or something, and five and 5 and 11 in, in the WCC. So obviously not not great, but also like you said, you know beating anybody by fifty is pretty pretty good,
1: yeah, just you know hold so they were they were struggling to find good shots against w s u Uh yep. they they just couldn't get it going, and then once w s u really started scoring in about the second quarter, they really hit their stride on offense it was over after it was just a constant yep. trajectory up even even the backups. You know, Kaya Woods, Lauren Glazier, uh, Emma and, you know, Grace and them at the end, they extended the lead even farther. So, um, it was, it was, uh, it's always fun when the, when the, when the big, you know, kind of we talked about the men's game, the big lead kind of dwindled down at the end. It's fun when you bring in the backups and they extend the lead out. So like, so you, you kind of preserve that, that the score can, can, indicative of the dominance that, that you had and this was a, a real dominating performance real fun you know i couldn't watch it super closely because it was in the middle of the day um but but from what i watched it was it was really fun to watch and um it was good to see and hopefully they can get back to another ncaa tournament
0: yeah i mean if, if tonight's any indication <laughs> that's that's where we're heading
1: Hopefully, get to the point where they can get a little bit better seeds and stuff, and get better matchups and the
2: yes, that the would first be nice. round. Yeah. That would definitely be
1: nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh. So yeah, I guess now we can move on. We can talk about uh, volleyball and soccer. Um, volleyball, kind of, you know what they they held steady this weekend. Um, kind of did what 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 would be predicted. Uh they swept Oregon State, who was not very good. And then they uh lost in four really tough thought sets to Oregon. Um they were all very close very close sets. All the ones they lost, you know, that's always tough. Yeah. Um I yeah, think they, they lost a couple twenty three, twenty five and all that, but uh but yeah, so but really they they are they have a win over Oregon already this year. That I mean, if they get that one, they they I mean, their resume is probably sealed as long as they take care of business the rest of the way. But but you know, it, it's uh, beating Oregon State is big. You're not not doing anything detrimental to your resume. And then Oregon was just that becomes kind of gravy at that point. But especially since you already have the win over Oregon now. The win over Oregon is their kind of their premier win, but they're going to have some, you know, chances for some, some nice wins down the stretch again. So, uh, yeah, good on them. I I think, you know, you could, they, they kind of held serve this, this week and, and now they, they travel again to Arizona State and Arizona this week.
2: Yeah. Should be fun.
0: Yeah. And let me, let me, don't have much to add beyond that. Uh,
1: Let's, let's at least, See where Arizona and Arizona State are in on the standings. Um, so we can get some sense of how good they are. Um, and, and what kind of, uh, win that might be. Um, so yeah, they, uh, these are matches they need to win. <laughs> um, yes, Arizona State, Arizona currently, uh, ninth and tenth in the league. Five and nine and three eleven. Um, so yeah, this is a, uh, they'll be definitely looking for a sweep this weekend would be big for, uh, for the Cougs to kind of, kind of stay on track for, uh, another tournament bit here. Um, don't, don't want to slip up this weekend. But yeah, and speaking of teams that maybe slipped up a few times and didn't quite do what they needed to do, uh, we can, uh, oh, can finally, us? uh, Put a bow. Um, you know they they announced the NCAA tournament teams this this today, and WC was not one of them. Not surprising, Um but yeah, WC soccer had you know probably one of the toughest seasons they've had in a long time, Um and that finished with a brutal loss to their rival, where they blew a two-one lead to lose at home three to two on senior day. Uh Yeah. That's rough. to To a team they hadn't
0: lost to in a long time until last year, right? No, they beat them uh, last year. They lost to them them last year. They lost the year before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Like you mentioned, like okay, toughest season. Like I'm trying to come up with. Maybe you can think of something, but I'm trying to think of a season from a WCU team that has been more more disappointing than this one like a team that came in with high expectations you know they were ranked before the season for you know whatever the first time right and then um they were ranked number 15 at one point during the so they dropped out after losing to michigan and then kind of popped back up and and eventually like i said popped back in at 15 and then, man, it went to shit after that. Like, like I can't even, like, like there's, it, it is hard to describe how badly they went in the tank. And, um, you know, it's not like they were bad, like when they played. So, for example, uh, you know, they in the last couple of weeks, they played Stanford. They played UCLA. They played uh, USC. All of them are in the tournament. UCLA is the number one overall seed. Stanford is the three overall seed. Um, I mean, they fought those teams, you know, to the death in each game. They lost all three though. <laughs> and, you know, that's not necessarily a problem losing those three. But when you're also losing to Oregon and, you know, whomever else, um, you know, that, that's where the problem comes in. And boy, I don't know, you know, because the, the coverage isn't quite as, uh, as in depth, right? When it comes to the soccer team, you know, I mean, I, I truly don't know, uh, you know, how, <laughs> How, how this is explained, you know, by Schulenberger, Todd Schulenberger, the coach. Um, I don't know how he, how he explains this, but I know that, uh, it is, it's bad, man. This is, this is, I mean, if this was like, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of an example, like another example, like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, imagine the football team starts the year ranked and then goes, you know, four well, and eight or something. Well, closest, like, well, it's I, similar. I
1: would, I would not necessarily four and eight, like, is what we're It's similar though. Record? Yeah, what was their conference record? It was, uh.
0: It was bad, man. I think, what did they finish on? Like nine points or something? I think it was. Let me, let me check.
1: Oh, yeah, they were, they were two, six, and three in conference, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, it was terrible.
1: I'm trying to, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Cause I was going to say, like, you know, that in some ways, like the, the 2017 season, they started the football season, they started out five and oh, and it was like really fun. And then they finished like eight and five. And it was, yeah, it, it was, you know, that, that kind of petered out, but it, they still finished eight and five. They would have quite the, you know, season, uh, that, uh, um, yeah, there's just,
0: I mean, this team they, finished, they, they finished in a tie for ninth.
1: Yeah. And they've, like, they've really been is, a top half top half program for so long yes and they you know i'm sure they i think they were predicted to be fifth or fourth
0: yeah um, to finish with single digit points is like yeah so i don't know man back to the drawing board i guess for uh for schulenberger i don't know what uh
1: i think like
0: need to do different but
1: like you, you know you follow the games all year and it felt like they were a lot better than like, it just always it felt like they're better than this. But also, this is fucking soccer sometimes. Like, yes. The, the, cause, cause goals are so difficult to get, results don't always follow. Like, it seems like it's soccer more than other sports. Like, results don't follow, um, capability and talent as, as much. Uh, yeah. it, you know, and, And I think it's it's safe to say, like, like at this point, like you look at how many goals they scored throughout the season, like, they, yeah, yeah, they generate shots, but they They got to generate better. They got to generate better chances. They have to finish those chances. Like it's it's crazy to like, I I'm sure that like they're sitting there thinking the same thing. Like it's just like. What the hell happened? Look at this stretch to end the fucking season, dude. Like, Cal lost 1-2. Stanford lost 1-2. Both teams you could, well, Cal definitely could have beaten them. Um, Oregon, tie 1-1. Arizona State lost 0-2. Definitely should have beaten Arizona State. That's Arizona. A home game. Arizona. Draw 0-0. Definitely should have beaten Arizona. Now, UCL and UCLA, USC and UCLA, two losses to two very good teams. If you played that well in those games, as you did against Arizona Arizona State, you're sitting in maybe a different position coming in this UW game. And then the UW game, you know, they they looked really dominant in the first half, and I didn't watch the second half because I watched the football game. And then I look at the score later, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Yep. You know, and you know, obviously UW not. I I missed UW tying it for the end of the first half, but yeah, it's uh, it's a real bummer um, because it's been really fun to follow this program, and yeah, and it really looks. It's it's
0: almost been like an annual right. Like we okay, it's time for the NCAA tournament. Like let's go, and man, none of that this year.
1: Yeah, and and you know, there was a point. Early in the Pac-12 schedule, it looked like maybe they were turning it around, and yeah, they got they got it figured out. Now they had, it went on; they won a bunch of games in a row and stuff. But now, nah, just the, the results just didn't come, and and they definitely have talent. Like, there's a lot of really good young players. Like, I'm not like down on the program. Like, this was a bad season. I do not expect this to keep happening. Like, they've been recruiting so well. There's a lot of a lot of really good young players on this team. So I think they'll bounce yep. back. I, I think they'll come back. Yeah. You know, but they won't have the hype going into the next season probably because they don't have the you know, the result from the previous season. But yep. I think that next year I can fully see them going back to being a top half team in the league with the talent that they have. Because they really they they were so close this year, it was so frustrating. Like it just a few goals here and there and it's like a completely yeah. different season. Um But yeah, it's just, hopefully, you know, they can come back, add more talent, which they've been doing, and, and, and be, uh, be, a uh, you know, a Pac-12 power
2: again. Yep. I think they'll be back.
0: They'll be fine. It's just, I mean, sometimes you just have those seasons, right? Where, where things don't go right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, as I sort of mentioned, I mean, some, some of their situation I think is, is just stylistic, um. You know, we've talked about how they, you know, the, the way they, we, we look at the shot totals and I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, a lot of those shots, not very dangerous, um, you know, like on a personal level, you know, I'd love to see a little more, uh, um, you know, a little more possession based soccer from them. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, I, you know, sort of dance with the girl that brought you, right? I mean, that's, that's you know, it's kind of the saying, right? You just, you sort of do what got you there. And you know, this, this is, you know, this is what, what got them there over the years. And, you know, there's, there's just kind of a part of me though, like watching it where I'm like, man, you know, I mean, there are so many possessions that get, um, you know, squandered to some degree because, you know, you're 25 yards from goal and you go ahead and launch a shot. It's like, okay, but like, that, that shot had a, you know, we, we talk about XG. I mean, that shot had a, you know, 0.01 chance of, of being a goal. Um, you know, they, they, they do have a fair amount of those shots and, you know, take as many shots as they do and have them, um, you know, so many of them not be, you know, really on target or dangerous. I think that was, that was sort of thing that stuck with me. I mean, there, there were some games where they really peppered the goal and, you know, whoever the keeper was you know sort of stand on their head, but um, you know, plenty of other games where I, I was watching, I'm like, yeah, you know it says they had fifteen shots, but like yeah you know, not very many of those very dangerous and i and I think that's kind of um I think that's the thing that, that you know if i if I were you know and again, I'm not Todd Schulenberger. I'm not not pretending to be, but um you know if i if i was if I was wishing for things, I would wish for. Um, a team that can maybe be a little more, um, a little more dangerous, you know, playing, playing themselves in, uh, you know, in the final third versus, um, just sort of settling for, you know, haphazard shots on, or shots toward the goal that, you know, most of the time don't end up on goal.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we can put a bow on that season, uh, it hasn't been nearly as much fun to talk about as it usually is. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, volleyball can finish strong, give us some, uh, NCAA tournament action here in the, in, in the fall winter sports here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, one thing I, I, I know people are gonna pay attention, but, so, I, I think we'll kind of like casually be on Noah Williams' watch a bit during the season. <laughs> um, yeah. So, he started for Dub tonight, played most of the first half, 18 out of the midst of the first half, uh, is a major factor in their offense, but you know, 21% usage, uh, but you know, not, you know, two of six from the field, a couple turnovers, whatever, a couple steals, you know. But apparently he tweaked his ankle running, uh, warming up for the second half and, uh, didn't play the rest of the game. Yeah, he picked up some
0: kind of injury. I was watching it while we were starting our recording and he was walking, limping around the sideline, had his knee wrapped up with some ice. I don't know if the knee was injured or if the ankle was injured or whatever, but yeah, yeah, he was, he was clearly, he was clearly hurt. So hopefully, hopefully for his sake, it's mine.
1: Um, yeah. Um, especially, you know, 56 offensive rating. We need him on the floor for you, done.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> I just took a big drink of my beer when I said that. Um, that a boy. he's gonna absolutely murder us. I know he is.
0: <laughs> or he's yeah. just
1: gonna shoot a lot. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, he's, he's definitely that, gonna shoot a lot. There's yeah. no doubt about that.
0: It's just a matter of whether a bunch of them go in.
1: Yeah. Alright, well, in, in all fairness, you know, I'm not, not trying to, not trying to pile on the kid, but, oh, I, I generally, genuinely hope he's okay. You know, I know he went back to Utah to be close to his family and be, where it's comfortable for him and stuff, so. Um, but yeah, I know. he's very interested and yeah, he, uh, he played, he's a starter for them. He looks like he's gonna play a ton of minutes, like as long as he's healthy. Um, which is interesting because I don't think he would have played that many minutes for us. That's, that's he kinda would weird. not have started for us. No. I think he probably would have been I'm, like a. I'm
2: extremely like a confident second about that.
1: About that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. Um,
1: yeah. So it'll be interesting. Uh, UW, uh, just looking at the Pac 12 scores, uh, tonight. Um, so UW, uh, took care of Weaver State pretty easily. Um, that gave him a little bit of boost on the Ken palms. 69-52. Um, River State not very good. Arizona rolled Uh, over Nichols. I know that, that 117 points. Geez, 88 possessions. Tommy Lloyd. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they run and run and run and run and run.
1: UCLA didn't play? No, they, they haven't finished play. yet. Oh, or hasn't, it it's, just hasn't it's, registered it's, on Camp yeah yet. Yeah,
0: it, they beat the crap out of Sacramento
1: State. Yeah,
0: it's just
2: probably I, and
1: then but not but who? We, but honestly, I'm just I'm just slowly working my way to get into the most hilarious, um, the most hilarious outcome of the night, which will be USC losing to Andy Enfield's yes. former school, Florida Gulf I, Coast. I,
0: I I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't know if you were going there or if you were going to go with
1: Oregon State getting destroyed by Tulsa. I was I wasn't but sure. But Tulsa Tulsa is probably better than Oregon State. Like like I like Tulsa was ranked higher than Oregon State on Kempa. Yeah, that's true. But Florida go, go, Gulf Coast was rated 258. USC was rated 36. Yeah, the Florida not Gulf anymore. Coast had a huge lead in that game. They were up by like yes. 20 at one point. Yeah. And that's got to feel good for, I, I mean, none of the kids care. None of them played for Andy Enfield, but some Florida Gulf Coast fans are like, hell yeah, suck it, Andy. Um, I mean,
0: that was, I want to be honest, like the start of that game was like, I want to say USC had a 97%
2: win probability. Yep, I I'm think at the, at the beginning of the game. Hold on, let me pull so, up the thing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 90, it's always funny watching four. those
0: kinds of games too. When when somebody with that low of probability wins on Ken Palm, the win probability chart is hilarious because you know there's it there's starts a at one
1: end and goes to the
0: other. yes. Well, and it's also like it it's even if the team with the huge you know the team that's a huge favorite, even if they get off to a really slow start. The, the algorithm is like, yeah, we still think they're probably going to win. Like, they're a better team. They're probably going to win. And then there's, like, a point at which the algorithm goes, nope, you're in trouble. And it's like, it, like, shoots up to the other side. It's funny as hell. Uh, so this this happened at the, I don't know, at about the, what was that, about the 11, 12-minute mark?
1: Yeah, about 10 minutes left. Yeah. It just, when it, that's
0: when it crossed over. But yeah, yeah Florida Gulf Coast had a seventeen
1: about, to three run. Yeah, yeah. Once once they went from like a five point lead with eleven minutes left to you know what, like a, a fifteen point lead. It went from they were Florida Gulf Coast was seventeen percent to win with a five point lead with eleven minutes left, and then after in the middle of that run, they built it to at 1 point, you know, a 15 point lead with just about 8 minutes left. And then they're at 83% to win. So yeah. in 4 minutes, they went from yep. 17% to 83%. Exactly yep. like you say. Like there's a point when it's like it doesn't matter how much better you are than than this team, there is not enough time for you to come back. is yeah. The what game state <laughs> I mean it's all about the USC tried. They went they won an eleven oh run late, but like they were already down by twenty at that point, so it's just like didn't matter. Yeah. And it it's just it's just like under infield especially, like it just seems like he may he has some set some really good teams. They always just throw out a clunker, like this like this an absolute yeah. clunker early in the season. I guess yeah, last year they didn't. But they they did lose to Stanford in conference play, which was bad. Now I now I'm looking at their schedule. Maybe they haven't done that. I don't know. Yeah,
0: they uh, they did not look good. I didn't I didn't watch. Uh, I watched maybe like the last like seven eight minutes of the game. So in, in that time, they didn't look good. But yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Ooh, they got Vermont. They got Vermont coming in. Ooh. Top one hundred Vermont coming in in two. yeah. Next week, better watch yeah, out. We know
0: which which side you're rooting for on that
1: one. Hell yeah, John Becker. He's always got those boys playing well. Yeah,
0: get them, cat It's One of the most
1: consistent fucking programs in the country.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. So yeah, but other than that, you know the, I mean, I guess you know Tulsa, Oregon State, like you said, Tulsa mighty might actually be better. Um, other than that, it all likely find, that is
1: better pac twelve did States, fine otherwise, so yeah. Oregon State is Oregon State's gonna have a lot of games like that in their conference schedule. Yeah, like they're not they're good; bad. They're, they're really, really bad. bad. They're kind of like, like Ernie Kent, WSU, but maybe even worse level bad. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like they they're not gonna lose to Florida A and M or Bushnell, or probably probably not to Portland I'm State. Sure. But they, they're playing Duke in that <laughs> Phil Knight tournament. Oh, dear God. Yikes. Like, come on. Yikes. Why do you invite us instead? We'll play Duke. Yeah. On, we at least have a chance yeah. with, like, fucking Oregon State. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
1: Well, so, Pac-12 Basketball. We, 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 I know it's kind of weird to say, but we need a lot of y'all to be good. Yes. Yep. We we lots we, we of want ha-
0: quad one opportunities.
1: Yes. Yes. Is there, don't have a ton of them in the non conference. And, uh, as you know, Diamond Head Classic ain't doing us any favors in that regard. Nope. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, Jeff, basketball is back, man. Wee. just like it just means you have to like make sure you're wearing your kook stuff like more often yeah you're, like, you're like oh shit i got a game to watch tonight And i was like uh amanda was like can you take can you take uh gg to her uh swim you know her swim lesson appointment and i was like Sorry, uh the kooks play at 4:30. I want to watch that. And so she took it. Her- <laughs> to I
0: know
1: 4:30 games are uh
0: Yeah, that was I'd kind of hustle home
1: on that one. Yeah, me too. I had to hustle uh, out to the living room. <laughs> it's, uh,
0: it's the beauty of working at home, right?
1: Yeah. It is the beauty of it. Um it's the best. Everyone should do it. Besides so maybe teachers, I think you all found that out was pretty shitty. No, nah,
0: yeah, I, I think it, I think my job is better <laughs> if I do it in person.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I do think my job is better in person. So
2: my job almost very little reason to be done in person. Yeah,
1: um, and that's the way I like it. But yeah, so um, I guess that's it. Uh, if you. Uh, Especially if you like basketball coverage, give us a follow, uh, for the rest of the season. Subscribe, uh, like us. Give us, well, like, I don't know, like five stars, five of them, all five stars, all five, five star rating, please. Leave a try. comment. Tell us how much you like us. Um, if you, uh, want to follow us on the uh, socials, I'm at the Craig Powers on Twitter, at Craig W Powers on Instagram, and TikTok. I don't know why you would follow me on TikTok, but if you want to, it's fine. Um, especially if like for, for the for the karaoke videos, of course. Ah, uh, yes. But I put those on my Instagram usually. Too. Oh, okay. But you can follow me on TikTok. That's that's cool. It makes me feel good by myself, you know. Um, and then uh, you can follow Jeff on Twitter at pod versus everyone. Yeah. And yeah. Uh you can send us emails. I didn't even check the email. Uh we're we're running late on time here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's save the emails for next week maybe. Oh shit, yeah, we're hour 44. We're good. Um sorry if you sent us an email uh and and we didn't answer it. Well, we just basketball basketball happened. We were excited. Uh but if you want no one sent us an email, so whatever. Send us a fucking email at podcast versus everyone at gmail.com. Yes. Versus is VS. Send us an email. Or else. Yeah. I don't want to tell you whatever else is. Yeah. All right, Jeff. You'll want to find out. Have you guys noticed I've been drinking a 14% (laughs) setup? Um Alright, so uh Jeff with that, I will say Goku. Goku, Go, coops. go
0: coops, Greg. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter.
1: Still. We'll get vaccinated. Got my booster. Boosted. Two times. Boosted.